Now back to the Ian O'Connor Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's the Ian O'Connor Show. Cooking. Hardest Ian for Ian. Yeah. What? One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Brooklyn. Mets holding on to a one nothing lead over Toronto as they bat in the bottom of the fifth. Yankees holding on to a two nothing lead as the Red Sox bat in the bottom of the fifth. It's that time, ladies and gentlemen. Time to talk a little football. We have Ritzamini earlier now for equal pay, equal rights, equal opportunity for my Giant fans. I bring in the guy. You see him on ESPN.com. He does a great video. Fabulous video. Nice smile. Writes well for ESPN.com. Jordan Renan joins us here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, Jordan. My new hype man, Larry. Yeah, definitely. You're in. <laughs> You're up. Gotcha. You're going to follow me around. Like when I walk when I walk into practice, you're going to come in, you know, introduce me. And now. Nice Please welcome. <laughs> Please Look welcome. Look at the shoes he's wearing today. My guy. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Renan's favorite son, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a brother. I don't know how he's going to take that. Well, that's, listen, he's got to pay. <laughs> then he'll be okay. Hey, Jordan, listen, All I'm right. excited to talk to you, my friend. We haven't chatted in a while. I like this Giants team. Yeah. On paper, I do. Uh, I think they can improve themselves because they were very good defensively last year. I think they can improve there. But they got some weapons. Mm -hmm. From what you've seen from the – and I know the veterans come in next week, but you got your first year and your rookie players last week. What have you seen from the new guys? Yeah, look, I mean, you're just excited. First of all, Kadarius Tony wasn't there, so that's – it's a big one that that was missing this past week. Yeah, absolutely. Even as as the Giants started to get to work, but – you know, this is a team that for the, and I agree with you, Larry, for the first time in several years, or really a while, I mean, I was, I was optimistic going into 2017 off the, you know, they had a good 16, they had a pretty good roster and then it all fell apart. Everyone got injured, but like over the last six or seven years, I mean, you, this is one of the rare times you look at the roster from top to bottom and you're like, okay, you know, this team has like a legitimate chance to be pretty good. Like in the past few years, it's been like, okay, they have, like, if this goes well, if this goes well, if this goes well, and this goes well, and you say that about like five or six different positions in different spots. And when you do that, that means you're just not good enough because if you need like one or two good things, like this year, you look at it and you say, okay, that young offensive line, they need to get better. That's like one of those few spots, like the edge rusher. They just need one of those guys to pop, and then that would be a huge boost to the defense that was good last year. So it really creates a lot of optimism when you look at, you know, Aziz Ojolari, who was their second-round pick out of Georgia, a first-round talent, a guy that the Giants, to be quite frank, would have never drafted several years back because, you know, he does he did have some medical concerns, but these are, like, long-term. So it's not something that you should be worried about now, right? I mean, maybe in, like, four, five, six years, they got to worry about his knee that didn't show up great on test. But, like, look, you get four really good years on the, you know, out of a rookie. I mean, let's second-round pick. I mean, <laughs> you worry about it later, right? So, you know, you got him, Ellerson Smith is a later round pick, but this guy looks like Adonis out there, man. He looks big, fast, and strong. This has the look of, oh, my God, this guy could be a really good edge rusher. I mean, we don't know. It might be a developmental year for him, but 
you know, you add those young pieces and Kadarius Tony too, who can do a lot of different things with the ball. I know there's been a lot of things going on with him, you know, early in his career, but I, the Giants are happy with the way he's worked. So, uh, you know, he's going to help this offense too. There's reason for optimism this year. So, Jordan, uh, what what's going through the minds of Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, guys who have been had trouble staying on the field, guys who have been in some cases not as productive as you might have thought. This is a deep team. They may have trouble getting playing time on this team. Well, let's think about it, Larry. This isn't an accident, right? You have these guys who, quite frankly, I mean, Sterling Shepard's been a good player when he's on the field. Evan Ingram has been woefully inconsistent, uh, sort of maddening to a degree. But Evan Ingram's going to be sitting there now, and he's going to look to his left. Oh, look, there's Kyle Rudolph. And then he looks to his right. So Caden Smith, he's you know he he's a player in this league. He could play. Uh, Levine, Tui, Lolo. Yeah, he also. I mean, these are three guys that have been in the league for a few years at least. They've proven they're at least NFL players. Oh shoot! If I don't bring it, they're just not. I mean, they could put these other guys in in a second, right? Same with same with Sterling Shepard. I mean, look around. They drafted Kadarius Tony. They 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 signed John Ross. They claimed. Uh, the guy, I forget his name. He was on the 49ers. I'm drawing a blank. And uh, Dante Pettis. They claim mm-hmm. Dante Pettis. So they have a lot of talent at wide receiver. And now you look around and say, okay, you know, Sterling Shepard is essentially on like a, a, a year-to-year deal now, right? And if he doesn't perform, the Giants will get out of his contract and move on to the next guy. I mean, that's the reality. So you look around and say, oh, shoot. I got, you know, I got to bring it this year. It's almost like having guys in Evan Ingram is in this contract year. But having guys in their contract, you say, hey, you got to perform if you want to stay. And, and that's the kind of situation. And, look, it's not an accident. That's what Joe Judge wants. That's why all coaches sit there and they preach competition, right, because it lights a fire under guys' butts. So they're hoping that is the case, especially with Evan Ingram. Not so much with Sterling Shepard. They're just crossing their fingers that he could stay on the field because I think everyone knows he could play. Yeah, there's no question about that. Jordan Renan's my guest. Larry Harsting and for Ian O'Connor here on 98.7 ESPN. Saquon Barkley, Jordan. Saquon Barkley. The big question. The big question. I think he'll be ready for the regular season. What do you think? I can't wow. say that. <laughs> the, the I can't say that definitively. Now, I didn't like, say what game. The, Jordan, I didn't say what game. Oh, yeah. I just said I think he'll be ready okay. for the regular season. <laughs> I took that week. I took that as week one, Larry. Here's uh-huh. the deal. Nobody yeah. knows for sure. Not even Saquon Barkley, not even the Giants. I mean, I've had plenty of discussions with people inside the organization, close to Saquon. Like, yeah, in his mind, he would love to be ready for week one. He thinks he could be ready for week one. The Giants are very uh, adamant about taking it slowly, taking a long-range approach with this. And even when he comes back, he is not, I, I could tell you with certainty, going to come back and play 90% of the snaps early in the year, like he has every other time in his career when he's healthy. Like, they're going to bring him along slowly. And it might not be for week one. I mean, it just might not work out. They would love for it to. There's a chance it does. But, I mean, that's the question that's going to hover. And I'm going to get this. You're going to answer to me every time we talk, mm-hmm. right? And uh, everyone who interviews me, everyone who talks this summer, everything with fantasy football, you're going to hear this a thousand times over. Is Saquon going to be ready for week one? And, you know, it really is close to a 50-50 proposition right now. They have to wait to, to see, you know, 
when he gets on the field, probably later in the summer, some point, you know, how close he is to a hundred percent. And then the giants will have to make the decision of when they think they could, they feel confident putting him out on that field. So yeah, it'll be sometime early in the season. It just might not necessarily be, be week one, but it and also has a chance to be week one. And obviously with Devonte Booker on the roster, there's no need to rush him because you've got an experienced running back who's been productive in the national football league. And, and, you know, listen, if you yeah. could, here's your bottom line, you want him ready and able for your stretch run going towards the end of the play of the regular season, going into the postseason. Yeah, if you have to sacrifice the first two games of the season, you sacrifice the first two games of the season. It's not first of all, it's a little bit longer season. It's a seventeen game season. Hopefully, you're hoping it's eighteen, nineteen, twenty games if you're the Giants, right? I mean yep. you want you would love to, you know, have some extra playoff football. So if you have to miss the first two games and it ends up being an eighteen game season for them, yeah, you know, it's it's not the end of the world. So I, I think they know this. They have this in the back of their head. And it's gonna be the question we're pondering uh, and they're pondering all summer. Daniel Jones, big year for him, isn't it, Jordan? Yeah, it is. I mean, you want to see in year three what you got. I mean, they, they, there's there's a lot of talk about, you know, this being a make-or-break year for Daniel Jones, you know, fair or not fairly, whatever. Uh, the reality is you want to know, and the Giants believe they have. They do. They do. They, they are bullish on Daniel Jones. I mean, I'm not just – sitting here telling you publicly like I talk to a lot of players I talk to a lot of people in the organization behind the scene I mean they really are bullish on Daniel Jones being a good quarterback in this league and they think there was reasons last year and probably his rookie year too I mean you know that was a that was not a very good team uh of why you know it hasn't shown in the stats or the win column you can't put that all on him like there were things last year he did that. I mean, his ball security did improve last year. You know? I mean, it, it did improve. I mean, the fumbles definitely went down. I mean, who was he throwing to a point last year? It was a, a COVID season. They didn't have a spring. Like they, they brought in a new offense. Like, these are excuses, but they're also reasons, right, why he didn't pop. It's funny because if we go back one year and we, like, go to a conversation we had – there was optimism after his rookie year, right? He threw 24 touchdown passes right. in, what, 13 starts or whatever. And you're like, oh, yeah, there was enough there. You know, there's optimism, and everyone was, was high on him. And all of a sudden, he played on a team that, quite frankly, wasn't very good offensively last year. I think the Jets for them, for the, making sure they were in 32nd in the league in every category. Uh, but, you know, and, and then one year later, everyone's so down on Daniel Jones. So the, the reality is probably – you know, the, the, he probably comes in somewhere in the middle, right? He's not, not going to be the top five quarterback in the league, but he's also not going to be a bottom five or ten quarterback in the league. This is a guy who could be a good player in the NFL, and there's been flashes of it. No doubt about it. And listen, uh, an improved offensive line can only help him. Yeah, that's, the, that's like I said, that's the one spot this year you're, you're hoping that you say, well, if this, if that, if that, you know, then it could be pretty good. Well, that one big if is that offensive line. You know, they need Andrew Thomas to be better. They need Matt Parrott to step in at right tackle and be a good player. Uh, you need, uh, you know, some of the young guards, Shane Lemieux or Will Hernandez, who I guess isn't so young anymore. But, yeah, if some of those guys could take that next step, it'll go a long way in helping this offense be a good offense. But, Larry, think about it for a second. If I tell you here we, here we have an offense, okay, we're taking an offense and we're adding – 
Saquon Barkley to it, because remember, he didn't play last year pretty much. We're adding Kenny Galladay to it. We're adding a first-round pick wide receiver to it. We're adding Kyle Rudolph to it. Granted, this isn't Kyle Rudolph in his prime, but still can do some things, right? And then John Ross and all those other guys, maybe one of them, you know, hits. You're adding those guys. If you're adding Saquon Barkley and Kenny Galladay to an offense, how are you not going to be better, right? I mean, is it – you are instantly a much better team when you're adding those two guys to your offense. So that's really where the hope is. You say, okay, they're going to be significantly better on offense as long as, you know, Saquon Barkley's healthy and Kenny Galladay plays. And they make a, a, even if they mean make slight gains in the second year of Dan, of uh, Jason Garrett's offense and Daniel Jones plays a little better. I mean, that should be put all that together and it should be significant improvement from that group especially in the red zone where they really struggled last year. You're able to run the football in the red zone, Jordan. That, that's, that's, that makes you a champion. Yeah, well, they just – Larry, they didn't have weapons, right? Yeah. So they had a – everything they did offensively was such a grind. Like getting down the field was just – it was like a slow slog through mud. And, you know, like they, they're, they're like moving inch by inch and everything they have to fight so hard just for that one yard, and then and then they finally get to the red zone, and when they get there, they just don't have the difference makers at time to just say, okay, Kenny Galladay once, two, twice, three times a year is going to jump over, uh, you know, a cornerback's head and catch a touchdown pass. Who was going to do that last year? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, who was seriously who was going to do that last year? Nobody was the answer. So, you, you, like that's why talent matters in this league. You need talent to be good. No doubt about that. Jordan, defensively, uh, listen, Jabril Peppers and um, uh, Leonard Williams jumped off the page last year for this team. Can we expect them to be as good as they were last year, if not better? And who's going to help them out? Yeah, I mean, you hope, you cross your fingers, but with Leonard Williams in particular, I'm talking about, I mean, that was the best year of his career in year, what, six, I think it was? Mm-hmm. Uh, six or seven. So... I mean, I don't know. You hope you can get some level of that performance. I don't know if he's going to have 11 and a half sacks again. At that, you know, that was, that, that's the best he's ever done in his career. Yeah, I, I think if you get any semblance, anything that resembles that, you, you're, you're happy. Uh, so, you know, he look, I think the defense, he's a big part of it. He's, you know, they're going to design stuff for him to do damage because they don't have that dominant pass rusher. They still don't, right? You're hoping, you know, Jalari or somebody, Lorenzo Carter comes back and plays, or anybody can, you know, produce at that position. But they had one of the worst groups uh, of edge rushers last year in the NFL that I've ever seen. I mean, they had literally nothing at that position at some point, to the point where they weren't even playing edge rushers because that's how little they had on their roster. So you're just hoping that those guys that could get something out of there and then that could help Leonard Williams. You know, it takes some of that pressure off him, and you can have. So I think it's realistic to think he can have close to the same year he did last year. Jabril Peppers, the same thing too. There's a lot of talent around him. The secondary is significantly better. There's no. I had spoke to an executive with another team that played the Giants last year, and he told me he said our plan going into playing them was just throw at that CB2, that second cornerback, the whole game. You know, like that, that was our game plan. He said that was everyone's game plan. I mean, they didn't have anybody at that position. But now they went and signed to Dory Jackson. You know, they're getting Xavier McKinney back hopefully this year. They get a full season out of him last year. He had a foot injury, missed most of the year. So now you have three safeties. You're adding 
uh, you know, three quality safeties with Jabril Peppers, Logan Ryan, and Xavier McKinney. You have uh, James Bradbury, who proved last year that he's a Pro Bowl caliber player. And you're adding a Dory Jackson to that mix. And, you know, he hasn't been great the past couple years. But, I mean, he is such an upgrade from the position. I told you before that other teams were saying, just throw against their second cornerback. So, you know, you can't just go into a game if the Dory Jackson's there and say, do that every every play like they were last year. So, that should help all these other guys around them again. And, but I think if they don't have that big edge rusher, look, if they perform the same way they did last year and they're a top-10 defense, that's still a success. Even if it looks like they're staying the same, they might have overachieved last year. So if they do the same thing this year, to me that's a success as long as they don't you know, head in the wrong direction. Well, one last thing, Jordan. The thing that really you give the Giants credit for is you have a situation that with your place kicker. You come back, you find Graham Gano, who does very well mm-hmm. for you. Uh, special teams, listen, they, they've always been pretty solid with special teams. They did a nice job with Gano. Um, I would think he would be back. Yeah, the kicking game is solid. Gano's and you know, they signed him long term last year, so they're in good shape in that regard. But they weren't very good covering kicks, so there will be. If you want something to look out for this summer, look out for anybody that is a good special teams player and that can go and cover kicks and punts. They're going to make this roster. I'm telling you. Look who's the coaches. Joe yeah, Judge. Exactly. What, is, what position did Joe, did Joe Judge coach in New England? Special, special teams. teams. So there is going to be a, a, a huge emphasis. So if you want like interesting little bottom of the roster, you know, deep dive, just start looking at special teams, and that's who's going to make this roster this year. I, I, I can guarantee that. Remember, at the top of this interview, I said that Jordan Manon has a great smile. If you don't believe me, check out the podcast. Every once in a while, he'll put his smiling face on there, and you'll catch him on ESPN.com. Jordan, have a <laughs> It's getting busy, my friend. Hope you had a good time with the wife and kids because you won't be seeing them much now because it's training camp time. Yeah, we'll be talking I know. to you soon. I know. You know, I was on the air the other day and I taped something from uh, our house in Long Beach Island, and Dan Graziano said, "There's Jordan Ronan clinging to every last, you know, inch <laughs> of summer that he could sign," and he's right. And he is right. This is it. Today's the last day. The summer is my summer is over. Your summer is over, and and an extra game to boot, nope. right? How about that? An extra game and no extra extra bye week. Larry, Larry, <laughs> do do I sound like someone who's going to complain? Hey, Not Jordan, you have to cover an extra game, an extra game. You get to go to Miami in December, okay? You have to cover that extra game. Do do I sound like somebody who's going to say no? I'm not going to Miami in December. No, not that's at all. As a matter of fact, you sound like no. yeah. you sound like somebody that's hoping for like twelve <laughs> feet of snow so you can stay in Miami a couple of days. <laughs> you, you're damn right. I heard Miami in September, and I was—I mean, December—and I was jumping up and down. You know that. <laughs> I know you were. All right, my friend. Good to talk to you as always. We'll chat soon. Thanks, Larry. Have a good one. Have a you good too, show. my friend. Thanks. Now back to the Ian O'Connor Show on ninety-eight point seven ESPN.